So, Matt Rue, on last week's Christmas special, I shared a password joke, and you both weren't impressed, to say the least. And I feel like I need to redeem myself with another joke, if you bear to hear it. Oh, dear. Oh, can I groan in advance? <laughs> you were asking if there are any other password-related jokes, so I'm just giving you what you want, you know? <laughs> Go on, then. Okay, so... How did the hacker get away from the police? I don't know. Hold on. The kids are always feeding me lines like this from their joke books. No, I don't have it. Go ahead. They ran somewhere. <laughs> God. Can I can I vote for that being in the um in the soundboard as well? Just that noise. <laughs> Just my groan. Yeah, I can't tell whether these are getting better or worse. (laughs) Right. I feel like this is the episode for the Watchtower Awards, and uh, we need one for longest intro to a podcast that gets cut. And I think it's this. It probably is, yeah. All right, so this is our special episode, one of three special episodes. This is the Watchtower Awards. So we're going to go over some of the worst data breaches and, and some of the best technology moments. Who knows what's in store for us? This is one of three, like I said. The first one was Smashing Security, and the one after this is going to be Games. Yeah, our Games Revival Special. Nice. So with that, I think we jump into some Watchtower for the last time this year, I believe. Yeah. You haven't said, I'm your host, Matt Davey. Do, do I need to? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're, you're hosting an award show. Okay, right. Cue some epic award music. So, Watchtower Awards 2021. Woohoo! I can't believe it's the end of 2021 already, actually. But the Identity Theft Research Centre reported in October 2021, the number of data breaches has already surpassed the number in 2020 by 17%. And this could be a record-breaking year for data compromises. So, there we go. That's horrible. So, this award is for the worst data breach of 2021. I feel like we need some sort of drum roll going in the background. The nominees are... (laughs) No, not a Wookiee noise. (laughs) Are you going to do that every time, Rue? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to do that. All right, go ahead. Side note, did you hear about the Canadian woman whose (gasps) ex-partner leaked her details uh, over the internet and uh, set it up as a radio phone-in for Chewbacca noises? She was then inundated with people ringing her up and just making Chewbacca noises down the phone. It's the- One, hilarious. Wow. Two, possibly the worst use of abuse of private data I've seen in recent times. <laughs> that was honestly awful. There's no way that she can stop that now. That is just out there and just has to die down. <laughs> I would change my phone number, I think. The news report where she was playing her voicemail. And then the phone rung during the, the, the news report as well. And like <laughs> the note says just to ring up and make the Chewbacca noise. So she can't even answer and say, don't ring me anymore. It's just like you answer the phone and there's some some guy warbling down the phone. It's uh, it's awful. That poor woman. Yeah. So this award is for the worst data breach of 2021. The nominees are Microsoft, Facebook, SolarWinds, T-Mobile, again, Twitch and LinkedIn. So, Microsoft, 
Over 30,000 organizations were exposed in the Microsoft breach on March 2nd, 2021. So going right back to the beginning of the year. Microsoft reported it was a victim of state-sponsored cyber attack from the Chinese hacking group called Hafenum. Hafenum? Haf- maybe maybe Hafenium, yeah. Hafenium. <laughs> I'm giving that a 3 out of 10, honestly. Yeah, that's terrible. That high? Okay. F- yeah. The attack affected over 30,000 organizations across the United States, including local governments, government agencies, and businesses. The Microsoft breach was carried out through a sophisticated zero-day hacking campaign that targeted hundreds of thousands of on-premise servers running Microsoft Exchange software. Hafnium gained access to on-premise servers through a combination of stolen passwords and previously undetected vulnerabilities. Then, Hafnium created a web shell around those servers that provided them with the access they needed to steal email data remotely. Microsoft's Exchange server software handles email communications and the attack exposed the emails of each of those organizations. So that's that's a pretty bad one. Imagine the kinds of things that are in those emails as well. Imagine the amount of mundane things that are in those emails, though. Like, I literally got one today saying, I'm going to book some holiday off. Excellent. So this next one, over 533 million Facebook users, personal information leaked. So this was April 3rd, 2021. So also a third, a month apart for some awful reason. Hackers posted a database of over 533 million Facebook users' personal information online for free in a hacking forum. The data included information that could be used to identify individuals from 106 different countries. Facebook reported cyber criminals scraped data from their servers using a misconfiguration in their contact importer. The leaked database contained personal information such as phone numbers, Facebook IDs, names, birthdays, and even some email addresses that could be used to carry out social engineering attacks on individuals on a large scale in the future. So that's the Facebook attack. Yeah. I remember this one uh, from earlier in the year. 533 million is a lot. Yeah. No surprise that Facebook features here really, is there? Not at all, no. So this next one is the SolarWinds hack. It's likely to spark discussions about US cybersecurity for years to come. And according to US authorities, the hack involved Russian and Chinese hackers who penetrated the networks of major federal agencies and US companies through the hacked software. That helped the hackers grow a myriad of intelligence software about the US government and private sector. Although the incident first came to light in December, subsequent disclosures about the extent of the attack have continued over the last year, leading to numerous congressional hearings, audits and investigations. I can't even imagine what is happening behind closed doors around this as well. According to the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, uh, CISA, Even though the hack is commonly referred to as SolarWinds, at least three different companies were hacked, including SolarWinds, Microsoft, and VMware. Hackers have confirmed to have infiltrated 12 federal agencies, including the Department of Defense, the Department of Homeland Security, the Federal Aviation Administration, the Judiciary, NASA, and others. Moving on, we've got T-Mobile. So over 40 million people had their data exposed in the T-Mobile breach. This was the company's fifth hack in three years. It's it's up here. <laughs> oh my god! Be, because of that, yeah. right? Not you know, 40 million doesn't doesn't exactly equate to the 533 million of Facebook, but yeah. five hacks in three years. And Dido Harding's not even at the helm anymore. I know. And yet the company is still being hacked. <laughs> it shows if you don't invest in those areas, you really are screwed for a long time to come. The information that was stolen includes pins, names, phone numbers, 
social security numbers and driver's licenses. The company revealed the breach in August 2021 in response to reports of its customer information appearing for sale on a hacking forum. The hackers were selling the data for 6 Bitcoin, which was about 280,000 at the time. While T-Mobile claims only 40 million people's information was compromised, I hope they use that wording as well, only 40 million. (laughs) The hackers claim they have closer to 100 million people's personal information. John Binns claimed to be behind the uh, T-Mobile data breach and came forward to reveal his identity. According to Binns, he was able to get the customer identity from T-Mobile by scanning for unprotected routers. He then found one which allowed him to access a Washington State data server which stored credentials for over 100 servers. He called the carrier's security awful, and that, realising how much data he had access to, made him panic. That That's pretty bad. Yeah, it says it all, really, doesn't it? Yeah, part of me thinks, why would you say, hello, I'm John Binns, and I'm behind this? <laughs> Maybe there's some, uh, trying to get clout, I don't know. That's true. Mr. Binns. It's not a great name, is it? We're not rating people's names now, but... No, don't do that. So 7 million customers were impacted in the Twitch data breach. Twitch, an Amazon-owned company, suffered a data breach of almost its entire code base. That's why this is up here. Entire code base. The exact impact of the incidents hadn't been confirmed, but given its depth of compromise, it had the potential of impacting all of Twitch's users. 125 gigabytes of sensitive data was posted via TorrentLeak on the anonymous 4chan website. Sensitive data leaks included the entirety of Twitch's source code, three years of payout reports for high-profile creators, code related to the proprietary SDKs and internal AWS services used by Twitch, and the identity of an unreleased Steam competitor from Amazon Game Studios' Vapor. The security vulnerability that made the breach possible was a server configuration change permitting unauthorized access by third parties. Oof, that's not a good setup to have, right? Yeah, I think the payout reports and the salaries of high-profile creators, that was the thing that made this one stand out for me. My goodness. Yeah, it's not, not great information to get out there. No, no, exactly. So, the last one, the last nomination. Professional networking giant LinkedIn saw data associated with 7 million of its users posted on a dark web forum in June 2021, impacting more than 90% of its user base. A hacker going by the moniker of God user... used data scraping techniques by exploiting the sites and others API before dumping a first information set of around 500 million customers, then followed up with a boast saying they were selling the full 700 million customers database. While LinkedIn argued that no sensitive data, private information was exposed, the incident was a violation of its terms of service rather than a data breach. A scraped data sample posted by GodUser contained information including email address, phone numbers, geolocation records, genders, and other social media details, which would give malicious actors plenty of data to kind of craft convincing social engineering attacks in the wake of the leak. I think this one's bad just from the fact that they're they're saying it's a terms of service breach (laughs) rather than, uh, you know, a true kind of data theft. Regardless of the methods, information was stolen. And 700 million users. Of 700 million, yeah, you're right. So with that, who we nominate, like, who, who do we think is close here? I think just from the sensitivity of the data, it has to be either SolarWinds or 
you know, we're looking at like a, a LinkedIn due to number of people affected. Yeah, I think my vote would go for SolarWinds because of the companies that were involved and the fact that 12 federal agencies were infiltrated. The sensitive data there that must have been exposed would be mind-blowing. What's your dog have to say about it? Uh, he... What does he think? He's pushing for T-Mobile. T-Mobile, yeah. It, mostly, and I'll tell you what, it's because we love a greatest hit. I'll be honest. Like, I, you know, I can always... <laughs> being, gee, good Lord. Like, come on. <laughs> There's something about T-Mobile still being on the list that just, like, it really... It really pleases me in, in not a positive way. Like, I just think it's it should be up for contender here. But also, maybe we, we start to look at, like, a lifetime achievement type award or <laughs> dis, disachievement. T-Mobile's like Game of Thrones, right? It just comes around every single year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I think we have a, a, a systemic achievement award. And uh, I think we call the winner Solar Wins, but the Systemic Achievement Award definitely goes to T-Mobile. Yeah. Systemic Achievement. God, Matt, that's some brilliant naming. Uh, that's a that's a nine out of ten on the naming scale. Good job. <laughs> yes, I totally agree. Yep. Honorary mention to T-Mobile. Yeah. All right. Let's look at the worst ransomware attack of 2021. So in 2021, we've seen many high-profile ransomware attacks on corporations and firms around the world. Just six ransomware groups are responsible for breaching cybersecurity defenses of 292 organizations. These criminal organizations have taken more than $45 million in ransom from their attacks. So the nominees are Colonial Pipeline, JBS Meat Supply, CD Project Red, any hospital or healthcare center impacted by ransomware, Acer, and Kasaya. I think we got to go with the hospitals. <laughs> I haven't read them out yet. <laughs> oh, sorry. So Colonial Pipeline. Colonial Pipeline was hit by ransomware that shut down its operations. The company made the decision to pay the 4.4 million ransom a day after discovering the malware. The incident which affected a supply of gas to parts of the East Coast, leading to lines at gas stations and people hoarding fuel, served as a colourful illustration of, of how vulnerable we are and some of our core systems. Darkseid ultimately took responsibility for the attack. And then uh, JBS, an attack on the largest meat supplier. It closed off a quarter of American beef operations for two days. As the firm shut down its computer systems to limit the scale of the breach, Revil claimed to be behind the attack. JBS decided to pay up the $11 million ransom. CG Project Red is a video game developer behind the big games The Witcher and Cyberpunk 2077. In February, the, the company faced a ransomware attack that disrupted its development in the highly anticipated game Cyberpunk 2077. The hackers of CD Projekt Red were able to get a hold of source codes of different games circulating online. The hackers also threatened to leak accounting, legal, HR and investor relations documents other than the, the source code that they'd already released. And over the course of the year, over 600 hospitals, clinics and other healthcare organizations were impacted by 92 ransomware attacks. So a study by Comparatech has shown that ransomware attacks had a huge financial implication on the healthcare sector. With over $20 billion lost in impacted revenue, lawsuits and ransom paid in 2020 alone. And that's not only financials and patient data that's at risk. Given the, the crucial importance of healthcare, ransomware attacks can also lead to loss of life. 
Also in May this year, the computer manufacturer Acer was attacked by the Reval hacker group. The $50 million ransom stood out as the largest known to date. Reval hackers exploited a vulnerability in Microsoft's Exchange server to get access to Acer's files and leaked images of you know, sensitive financial documents and, and spreadsheets. That one's, yeah, pretty bad. So this last one... Revol, the same hacker group that targeted Acer and JBS Foods, again made headlines in July with an attack on Kaseya. While not a name commonly known by consumers, Kaseya manages IT infrastructure for major companies worldwide. Similar to the attack on Colonial Pipeline and JBS Foods, this hack had the potential to disrupt key areas of the economy on a large scale. To carry out the attack, Revol sent out fake software update through Kaseya's Virtual System Administrator, which infiltrated both Kasaya's direct clients as well as their customers. According to Revil, one million systems were encrypted and held for ransom. According to Kasaya, around 50 of their clients and around 1,000 businesses in total were impacted. The hacker group demanded 70 million in Bitcoin. To illustrate the impact of the cyber attack, Co-op, a Swedish supermarket chain, was forced to close 800 stores for a full week. Damn, that's a big one. So with that, I I think, you know, purely because it's loss of life and not loss of money, the award has to go to the ransomware on clinics and hospitals. Yes. Yeah, especially in a year of a pandemic where hospitals and clinics are struggling already. They do not need that extra pressure. It's just a no-brainer, isn't it? Unfortunately. 100%. I think so, yeah. So the next award is the most memorable tech moment of 2021. The nominees are Facebook's meta rebrand and the Mark Zuckerberg memes that follow. The next one is Apple's CSAM dilemma, the billionaire space race, 5G is still meh, and goodbye Jack Dorsey. So Facebook held its annual virtual reality conference at which the company rebranded itself meta The pre-recorded event, which talked about the potential of the new metaverse, fell tone deaf in light of the other headlines about the company in 2021. Also, you know, who elected Mark Zuckerberg to reign over the virtual universe? I think that might be a bad decision. It's a good question. While Apple's intentions were good when it came to scan iPhones for child abuse images, it faced criticism over the privacy implications. Apple ultimately decided to delay the move which in turn dismayed child advocacy groups. I mean, it really was a no-win situation. Yeah. And the race among billionaires, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and Richard Branson to be the first to get into space. Bezos and Branson in particular prompts the question, why wouldn't you have spent, you know, those billions helping people down here on Earth? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. And 5G, it was supposed to be the life-changing technological leap. It continues to be moderately faster or at times slower than 4G and really not as impactful as hyped. But maybe infrastructure in 2022 can make that better. Who knows? And Twitter's co-founder and CEO Jack Dorsey steps down, marking the end of an era for the company. He said, I want you to know that this is my decision and I own it. It was a tough one for me. Of course, I love this service and company. All of you so much, I'm really sad, yet really happy. There aren't many companies that get to this level, and there aren't many founders that choose their company over their own ego. I know we'll prove this was the right move. I think that's quite a good ending note for him. Yeah, it's a big moment, really, in Twitter's history, wasn't it? Okay, so are we voting for the... I mean, it's the most memorable tech moment. Yeah. Hmm. I think it has to be the billionaire space race, because uh, I hate all of it. I, uh, you know, we're going through some things down here on Earth. 
And uh, I don't think this is the time that we should be sending William Shatner into space. Can't they spend all those billions that they're trying to use to get into space on solving climate change? Doesn't that just seem like the most logical approach? How many of those billions could you have spent just getting everyone in the world a vaccine? Yeah. And then maybe stopping any of the other variants that, that crop up, right? Like that would have been a really good good way to spend that money. Wow, all these winners are a little bit sad, aren't they? That, I think so. I would nominate perhaps something nice as a memorable moment. What happened in tech that was nice this year? <laughs> Boy, I don't know. Yeah. Oh. You're going to have to scratch your head on that one. I don't know what was nice this year. God, that's depressing, isn't it? One password existed. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm rebranding this award. This is the worst memorable tech moment. Yeah. Um, that's fair. And I'm voting for the billionaires. All right. Yeah. I could put. Agreed. I could put the Facebook rebrand up there. I really could. But just because of those Mark Zuckerberg memes. Yeah. And like. I mean, that whole rebrand brought us him eating dry toast and looking like it was normal. <laughs> that's one of my highlight of the year. Like. I just. Yeah. It all feels a bit Ready Player One for me, this meta. And I don't like the fact that Zuckerberg is going to be at the helm of it. What I like about the the future being like Ready Player One is that Ready Player One was almost like open source. All of the characters and the worlds were just there. You didn't kind of have to pay more to visit the other areas. And I just don't think that's how it would actually play out. I do believe you're going to have to buy content packs for visiting other worlds. Yeah. It's not just going to be there. You are going to have to pay more for each individual increment. So I think the future will be even more dystopic. <laughs> and capitalised. Oh dear. All right, let's move on from this one. The billionaires are winning it. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. The space race has got it. All right. So most epic Internet of Things fail of 2021. So the nominations are the self-driving suitcase... The 3D printed warning message. The dude wears my air tag. The egg minder for, you know, being an egg minder. And Tesla's self driving cars, or lack thereof. So, you know, the self driving suitcase, to remind you, was one that had an innovative zip on the front, but it can also be hijacked. Yeah. So you, you could, you know, sit on it and it, you know, followed you around and stuff. <laughs> and it bumped and weaved into things rather than found a nice course across an airport. So the uh, the 3D printer warning message was the one where remote monitoring companies accidentally exposed users' printers to each other after a cloud configuration snafu. And just over 70 of the Spaghetti Detectives' users were able to control others' devices as a result. The founder of the platform said that his team had been notified of a case in which a user started to print on someone else's printer and linked through to a Reddit post where someone had used a stranger's printer to the print words, TSD is not secure. I randomly connected. Sorry, had to inform you. And they, they just printed that out. <laughs> I love that. It's the fact that AirTags have been hacked multiple times already through different vulnerabilities. An egg minder that is an egg tray for your fridge to tell you how many eggs you have left and how fresh the eggs are superseding the old technology of you know looking at the date and it's tesla's long promised full self-driving rollout well sort of musk's company has already made millions on the promise that an over-the-air update would deliver one day full self-driving in july tesla finally started rolling out the fsd version 9 beta software because that's what everybody wants in their self-driving car is beta <laughs> software. To select Tesla owners, a process that involved signing non-disclosure agreements and submitting to an automated safety score driver's test. The latter being something for owners found easy to game after a while. It didn't take long for reports to pour in 
from users in the media that FSD experience was riddled with safety issues, from phantom braking events to ill-timed steering maneuvers and routine computer vision failures. A string of software updates followed, including at least one rollback. There we go. I mean, Anna, who's your winner? I think it has to be the 3D printer, you know, because I just like the fact that somebody took the time to write this really courteous message to warn someone rather than, you know, as we discussed, just a penis. I thought (laughs) it was very nice of them. Rue, how about you? It's got to be the Tesla. It really does. The, The videos of this were so jarring because it just like... It was so terrible, I almost couldn't believe it. Just the way that the car steers in self-driving mode is just like, it just like yanks you from one place to the next. Like there's no smooth steering. It's just like, well, I guess we're going over here. (laughs) Stopping in the middle of the road, in the middle of intersections. It's a pretty big fail as well, because the potential to do harm here is pretty huge, right? Yes. So here's how I was looking at this one. Those are both companies that have good products and are trying hard. The Eggminder is useless. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> nonsense. It really is. So for me, the Eggminder is the winner. I just couldn't believe it when I stumbled on it. It's like, who needs this in their life? You're going to have to charge it. That's already point number one of frustration for me, is yeah. charging these random little boxes that connect to stuff. All right, I think we're going to have three winners on that one. <laughs> A three-way tie. A three-way tie, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Excellent. So the next award is kind of, you know, self-congratulatory, but it's the best or most iconic random but memorable moment in 2021. Yeah. So... I would be interested to hear your suggestions for this one as well, if you have any. And, and of course, if you have a suggestion, either tweet it in or... Include it in a review on iTunes. Yeah, an end of year review. If you've loved the show this year, that'd be good. Brew loves to read through all the reviews and find out that your favourite moment was him messing up in some way or (laughs) not being able to play the game. Yeah. And with that, iconic moment number one, the time Brew scored zero in Play Your Passwords, right? It's not okay. It was (laughs) not okay. I mean, everyone loves that moment. It's got to be up there. Yeah, I suppose. The time Matt couldn't say algorithm, which I can now say because... Hey, first time that time. Someone tweeted me and said, say Al Gore and then rhythm. It sounds so simple when you put it like that, doesn't it? And now every time in my head I see Al Gore just doing a little dance. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. It was the time Anna admitted to watching 27 hours of YouTube in a single week. I have been trying to work on that since, all right? (laughs) It's the time Matt didn't wish Anna a happy birthday. Oh, sorry, Anna. Yeah, I'm still bitter. I probably told you that in person, though. I think you did come round, drop some presents round. Yeah. It was all the times we said I love you and either people loved or hated it. That was that was one of the things that we got on the survey. An equal number of people both love and hate it. It's a Marmite moment. And sometimes when I'm leaving a meeting just after the phone call that we have to record the podcast, I will say, love you. <laughs> I've done it twice and it felt awful both times. It was like calling the teacher mum. <laughs> and lastly, it's all the times Rue dropped out of a recording to go to the toilet or to get a snack that no one will ever hear. Uh... okay stop it did this get added just a few minutes ago when i left to go to the bathroom for a moment or no this was here the whole time (laughs) oh no that makes it worse (laughs) i don't like i didn't know that this was a thing i have a record of and i don't like learning this about myself (laughs) 
I, I think I know what's my winner already because I know on one of the recordings in the background we can hear a toilet flush. It's the language that you use to tell us that you're going to the toilet, which I won't share. Oh, but it's bio break. It's bodily function. It's we get a good old description. <sighs> Sometimes it's been intestinal distress. That's the one that comes Intestinal up. distress. That's, a, that's another yeah. one. That one haunts me. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be my winner, you know. No, I think it has to be the I love you because it's it's a little bit of all of us. Okay. I don't want to reward any one of us individually. I feel like it should be something that, that embodies the entire show. Okay. All right. That sounds, that sounds good. I like that as our winner. Okay. So the final thoughts for the year. We want to say thank you for all your support in 2021. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can send us an email at podcast at onepassword.com. I know we've had an absolutely great time reading all of your messages that you send through. They really do make it to us. We do read every email. We do. And, you know, use the one password, uh, ask one password hashtag on Twitter. We try and read all those too. If you've loved the show this year, please consider leaving a review. It helps us understand what you want to see more of. And it's just great to know that, you know, people are listening. Yes, they really do help the show get seen and heard by more people. So any review you could leave, whether that's going to be your favourite random memorable moment or just any thoughts you have on the show. As Matt said, we love reading them. So we would really, really appreciate it. So the weird thing to, to end the show on this week is there's no game. But join us next week for our full game revival special. Yes. Tune in to see if Rue can finally beat Play Your Passwords, right? And because people love or hate it so much, we should say, I love you both. (laughs) Love you both. Oh, I love you too. Bye-bye.